Hello, Arthur. Hello, Mr. Johnson. I haven't seen much of you lately. Ah. Well, the reason you haven't seen much of me is because I, I normally pick Susan up at her apartment in town and you live here. Want, want a drink? I never drink. Ah. Oh. No one in my family ever drinks. That's great. You've probably never run out of ice your whole life. <laughs> I don't drink because drinking affects your decision making. You may be right. I can't decide. It's <laughs> <coughs> just a little humour. <clears throat> Where's the rest of this moose? Arthur, I think it's time we got to know one another. I do too. That's why I had you come over today. <laughs> this is a tough room. I don't have to tell you that. You must have hated this moose. Why don't you forget the moose? Welcome to the Nightfly Podcast, April 6th edition, 2021. Hope everybody's doing okay. Welcome to April in this very strange couple of years. Hey, we made it, everybody. We made it. <laughs> I don't know what the hell that means. <laughs> I, think I, I think I'm calling back when David Copperfield made the Statue of Liberty disappear, and he uncovers the thing, and the Statue of Liberty disappeared, or wherever it went. And he's like, we, we did it, everybody. We did it. <laughs> I'm like, what? who's he talking to? I'm like, TV audience? I don't know. Oh, meanwhile, I just started recording. It's really early on a Saturday morning, and the sun is directly in my eyes. I can't see a goddamn thing anymore. I mean, I don't want to complain because, you know, it's great having the sun out and everything, but now I can't see anything on my computer. Meanwhile, these blinds are off. I got double blinds now. They're like, you know replacement ones from the dark ones I have and they're not helping I wake up in the morning and it's just like I have all these dreams about sunlight burning my eyes which is clearly from this I, I live in the the one place in Manhattan that gets direct sunlight into your face it's like not even a thing around here how ridiculous how revolting you must have hated that moose I don't like drinking. It affects your decision-making. He's so right, you know. I had that problem last night. But uh, playing Billy Joel this morning. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the show. Playing a little Billy Joel ain't no crime. Uh, a, a deep cut because uh, starting today, Elon Altman and myself. I wonder if I have to close this window. It's so bright. It's getting brighter. I can't see the screen. Shit. <laughs> I think I have to close the window. I don't Do I? Just a little bit, you know, because it was just really in my face. Not that it still isn't, but I guess that's a little better. It's a, uh, you know how I love looking out the window. That's the other ways I, otherwise I do it where I do the regular show because it's just easier. That computer is better than this uh, little laptop that I use. Uh, anyway, blah, blah, blah. Boring. Today, April 6th, marks me and Elon Altman's adventure. I would definitely say it's an, ad, an adventure, not a venture. Well, it's both. But it's definitely an adventure in the sense of we are doing our Billy Joel. We are dropping, as the kids say it, our Billy Joel A to Z podcast, which you can find, I assume, on all the things that you find this podcast on. Billy Joel A to Z. 
We are going in alphabetical order on 121 to 124. We haven't figured out exactly how many it is. Songs, every song Billy Joel ever wrote, not recorded, wrote in alphabetical order. You know why? Because we're nuts. We're idiots. This is such a tough venture. Just doing, we have the research, then we record the podcast, then I edit the podcast, like much more than I edit this. And it's a lot more work, again, for no money. And we'll never get money because, you know, we just, why would we get money for it? We can't play any of his songs, but we do anyway. Not like on here, because, you know, then it's a Billy Joel pocket, you're making sense, but we'll play a little up front and a little in the back and then in between, but we don't talk over it just in case things get out of control and Billy's like, I don't want these jerk-offs doing uh, my songs. So who knows, but we're going to do it as long as we can, and we're starting with the A's. So four, four drop <laughs> today. April 6th on, uh, you know, I guess for sure Spotify and definitely the ACAST network, and I'm not sure where else they go. And it's just, you know, and the worst part is, is that I think we're doing it so it's not like my podcast where you see the new one comes out and it's all the latest episode. I think we're going to do it in alphabetical order, which sucks because we had to start with 52nd Street. You forget. It starts with the goddamn number. So we start with 52nd Street, and 52nd Street is our first podcast and probably our worst one. We've gotten a lot better since then. We have a little format going. But the best part is, is that we use this, what do you call it, this, this, this listing of this guy that we looked up. His name is Christopher Bananos. And he had a listing that I saw the first day we did the podcast of ranking 121 Billy Joel songs. Or I guess you could say all of Billy Joel songs like we're doing. And he had a ranking. And we go through his ranking every week. And what I do is I look at them and then I surprise, I'm like, Elon, where do you think this guy has it? And we've been making fun of this guy, you know, just because his, his, uh, his rankings are crazy sometimes, you know, but that of course is the best part. And so then I called him up and I'm like, Hey, you know, would you like to be on our new podcast? It's ridiculous, but we're fascinated by your, <laughs> your listing. And he goes, Sure. Hey, I'm another Jersey boy. And so we're taping that today. After I tape this, we're interviewing this lovely guy. He seems Christopher Bonanos. And it turns out he's a major, major New York magazine writer. Like he's still writing. This article he wrote for Vulture magazine was in 2015, but he's just a writer. He's a writer. He's wrote, written a book about Polaroid and how it started and everything. So he's a really interesting fellow. And I think after we tape this, I'm going to have him on the podcast because he sounds really interesting. I mean, all he does is write about New York and New York Magazine articles, and they sound awesome. So he sounds like a, a great guest to have on. Uh, you know, I'm I'm assuming he I, – I, I can't imagine somebody that writes so eloquently and, uh, you know, uh, just does pieces about New York structures and and what's going on in New York and stuff like that. It, it wouldn't be a great guest. I suppose that happens, but I, I, I'm assuming he's probably great. Of course, I'll uh, I tell you about that all in, in two weeks. But, yeah, so check it out, our, our new Billy Joel podcast, and you'll hear stuff like this. I mean, I never so, – so it's great because I just go in alphabetical order of the songs, just like we're doing, right? So I've never heard of some of the songs before. Because even though I'm a Billy Joel fan, I'm not that much of a – I don't know the deeper cuts. And it's been fun to, like – not listen to stuff, but wait till we get to them. So I'd never heard Ain't No Crime. But then with the thing with Billy Joel, at least for me, is that I'm like, oh, wait, I've heard this before. I've heard it in like bars, you know, on the on the uh, jukebox or something, you know, when somebody's a huge fan. So then I'm like, oh, yeah, I have heard this song before. But then there's ones I definitely haven't heard before. Like all, all you want to do is dance. One off Glass Houses, which I'd never heard before. But that is really the fun of what we're doing is that I never heard this song, and we're just making fun of it. We're like, well, it's not Billy's best. And then we get to something like Allentown, which is super fun, which means a lot to me. And we've been just, you know, talking about comedy and, and music in it. It's just, it's just like 20 to 30-minute podcast, like 30 minutes for, you know, around 30 for Allentown. And then, you know, shorter ones certainly for 52nd Street, which really so far is the worst song I've ever heard. But, um, yeah, so we're having a good time. So uh, as an example, I could show you, this is Ain't No Crime we were just listening to at the beginning, right? Uh, a, a deep cut, 
as they say, off Piano Man, but you might have heard it before. But here's the best part, and this is why I think you might enjoy the show. If, if Obviously, if you like this podcast, you'll probably like it. to a certain part. There it is. So I, as I was listening to this, you know me, guys, girls, women, men. Uh, you don't have to say that. Women, mature women. I don't, <laughs> I'm so confused. You love this podcast because why? Because in my mind, as I'm, well, I was going to say, as I'm sure some of you are thinking, <laughs> but of course you're not. It sounds like this to me. Did you hear that? It's the exact same thing as the Billy Joel piece we just played, right? Did you get it? That was Billy Joel's. And then we'll go back to the other one. And then I'll let it play out. If you don't laugh, there's something wrong with you. Diver was a freedom rider. She didn't care if the whole world looked. Joan of Arc with the Lord to guide her. She was a sister who really cooked. Isadora was the first. That's right, everybody. It's the theme to Maud, the B. Arthur classic. The country was falling. Billy Joe ripped off the Maud theme. And then there's Maud. And then there's Maud. And then there's Maud. And then there's Maud. That uncompromising, enterprising, anything but tranquilizer. Right on, You ever see where Family Guy did uh, more of that last part? Anything but drink. And they just kept going on for like an hour. And like, who, who, who's going to understand that reference that's watching Family Guy? My nephew? Oh, my God. They extended the Maud theme. A 17-year-old? <laughs> Anyway, I can't believe Billy Joel ripped off the Maud theme. So if he says, you can't play my music, I'll say, well, you know what? You can't play the Maud theme anymore. How about that? Or let's dig a little bit deeper. Let's once again listen to that little piano version, as Billy Joel said, oh, I created it, of Ain't No Crime. What? You heard that again. Now, what's this? So you heard that there. Sounds exactly the same. It's exactly the same. But what song is this one? Don't know about the future. That's anybody's guess. Ain't no good reason for getting all depressed. Buy up your pad and pencil. I give you a piece of my mind. It's the 90s answer to Maud Blossom. If you can even, how did this happen? So for some reason, all these shows like to rip off the song Ain't No Crime by Billy Joel or by, well, with the Maud theme, I, those years could be, I think he ripped off the Maud theme. Blossom clearly ripped off Ain't No Crime. We know that. That's a fact. But Billy Joel needs to be bought up on chart. You know, he's always complaining that everybody's ripping up his stuff. He doesn't make any money. He's manager of this, he's manager of that. Meanwhile, you know, if you're going to rip off the Maud theme, maybe you should shut up. Really great, not a way to start off your new Billy Joel. Po- oh, I love Billy Joel. And now I'm just like, shut up, Billy Joel. <laughs> I got to relax. What's the matter with me? I am the worst. I, am a, I love to self-sabotage everything, but... That is the hilarious stuff you can expect on the new Billy Joel A to Z podcast. And when I say hilarious, I mean hilarious. But whatever it is, it's not that funny. We just have a good time. We we have some facts. We you know, so for me, and we have this in our trailers we put together. You know, for me I say, well, you know, I, I was around when all the songs came out. So I said, well, when this song came out, I was this and I was that. And I played it all the time and I loved it. And, you know, Elon's coming from where, where we put the trailers where he goes. And I'm from the generation where my grandfather told me there was a Billy Joel who existed, <laughs> you know. So it's kind of funny. But uh, 
Yeah, so we just got through the A's, and there's so much shit in the A's. There's only the only ones that, well, act the only one that's good that people know. The, the only classic is Allentown in the A's. I mean, we were going through a lot of shit. Now, All for Lena was one of our ones. Like that's how you become a Billy Joel fan, you know, off Glass Houses. There's ain't no crime. There's a, a room of our own. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. There's all this. I don't know. An Innocent Man, which is my least favorite song. Uh, of course, there is Angry Young Man coming up. So we just haven't we haven't gotten there yet. But so then what we're going to do is once we finish the A's, we'll have the interview with Christopher Bananos on, which is very exciting. And then we'll do a recap of the A's. Right. Then we go to the B's. Then we'll have a guest again, a Billy Joel fan or something that coincides. So, so like for after the C's. We'll have Sarah Silverman on because Sarah and I sang, as you know, from two weeks ago with the Susie Felber podcast, Sarah and I, Sarah Silverman and I sang Code of Silence together off uh, the bridge at the ye old triple in. Meanwhile, my sister was driving down to Long Beach Island here in New Jersey yesterday with my niece, Liza, and they were listening to the podcast. And I said, Liza's okay with that? She goes, it doesn't matter. I was driving. Ah. I guess I was going to say, I don't think it's made for the children. In the sense of just like boring. So she told me, she goes, boy, you were a dick. As soon as that, that was, I was really enjoying that podcast. And then you gave, boy, that was a bust. And I'm like, no, first of all, I apologized last week. And so, so I had to explain because, you know, it does. No wonder Susie got upset. <laughs> I know it was two weeks in a row of my apology toward a Susie Felber, but. Again, you know, you guys, you, you don't understand. <laughs> you're watching. You're like, I want to make this video for my Patreon subscribers because they're awesome. This awesome video. And it's just somebody looking at a card catalog for 20 minutes. It's nobody's fault. It's just kind of funny when you think about it. Let the Speaking of yesterday, let me just tell you. There, I guess there's a lot to talk about. Well, I don't even know where to begin. Let me actually tell you about next week. Next week, I will be recording kind of a a filler podcast because I'm going to Orlando. I'm traveling, folks. You remember the girl Trish who died uh, in November who, you know, I asked to marry I asked her to marry me in October and then she died in November rather than spend a lifetime. I get how it works. Uh yeah, I know I'm just being funny, but oh, am I? Anyway, so our best friend who my friend Katie who uh, she hasn't been on the podcast, but I've talked about her before, and she was a waitress at Catch Rise Star. We're still friends, and you know, I'm going. It's her birthday, so I'm going to go down to Orlando because you know we had this bond with Trish and everything. So like, it's good to be together. And I'm like, well, you know, I'm going to come down for your birthday because I got I'm vaccinated. And I'm like, I, I got to do something. Everybody's going down to Florida. Everybody seems to be traveling. Everyone, and I'm just like, well, now I hate traveling and I hate flying, but I feel like I got to break my cherry in, in a matter of speaking, in the sense of like. I got to do something because I, 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 I mean, I'm not in a rut because everybody's been inside and stuff, but I've been inside more than everybody else. I feel except for people who are truly afraid of the virus. But as you know, I mean, I've made it very clear. I only go out on Wednesdays and then Thursdays to see my mother and that's it. And you know, I just, I need to do so. And what do I do on Saturdays? You know, I, 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 I record the podcast, I edit the podcast, and I, I cook a meal or I order in. I mean, that's that's my big Saturday. I got to change that pattern, even though I love it. I look, look forward to Saturdays all the time because it's so much fun. But I got to change the pattern. I got to do something social or I'm just going to die. And if I can change the pattern by doing something out of my wheelhouse, which is definitely going to the airport and flying, and I hate flying by myself. I'm just so sick of it. That's a good reason for meeting somebody flying i've been flying by myself my entire life and it sucks i love flying which i even enjoyed flying with my mother when we went to stupid kentucky because i don't know it was nice to fly with somebody else on the plane it's so lonely flying on the plane you know i mean at least i'm only going to florida this time and not california so it's not a six hour venture and if you adding going to the airport and waiting online and doing all that you're talking about like you know a nine to ten hour just you know, I mean, I'm home by myself all the time, but I could choose to talk on the phone or somebody if I'm feeling lonely, but on the plane, you're just blah. Anyway, so I'm doing this, and I'm nervous, and I'm going, and it's so expensive. I don't know why. There's something about that date that's really expensive about next week, and I don't understand it. It's it's not Easter or anything, and uh, happy Easter, by the way. Happy Pesach. 
I was just like, it's costing me a, a, a lot of money, but I'm just like, no, I got I to gotta do it. I got to do it because I, I got to do something. And then, um, you know, maybe maybe that'll spark doing other stuff. Meanwhile, yesterday I went to New Jersey, which was a Friday I, because I wanted to meet with that woman from the mall. And according to the meeting we had, and I got to tell you yesterday, it was so much fun. I went to her office. It wasn't as fun as I thought it was going to be because I was going to record some of the phone calls, but it wasn't that it wasn't as entertaining as I wanted to be in her office, which of course makes sense. She's like, I don't know what you were expecting. I'm like, yeah, I don't know what I was expecting either. But she took me to all the empty stores. It was exciting. She had keys to everything. She took me to all the empty stores and we were looking around like, would you like to do your show here? Would you like to do your show here? I'm like, this is so much fun being in the mall and having the key to the stores. It's just like in General Hospital uh, with Luke and Laura. Well, we got the security guard schedule. <laughs> I don't know who understands that reference. But, um, you know, and then and then we went to the the big place that I really wanted to do with the outside access with this old Joseph A. Bank uh, clothing store, which was closed, and we decided this is where I'm going to do it. And when she t- took me to some of the outside areas, you could do it here, you could do it here, everybody's into it. And then I think I'm just going to do this like pop-up show indoors at this place, and it has an awning. I could just put, you know, Dave Juskow's Comedy Club or whatever I'm going to call it. And the shows are scheduled for May 14th and 15th. Two shows, one on Friday, two on Saturdays, three shows. And that's the plan, I guess. But I'm, that today, for some reason, I'm getting depressed. Like, it's like, I guess because I'm not going to really make a lot of money because of COVID restrictions. I don't know if we can fit more than 50 people. I think normally we'd be able to fit 100 people in. You pay 25 bucks. I got to pay. The rent is about $1,000 for the weekend, so I have to pay that. Then I got to pay the comics. So I'm not sure if I'm going to make any money, but I guess the whole key is to just kind of put something together so it, see if it works, get a reputation, and take it from there, I guess. I really don't know. I should be more excited, but for some reason, something's bothering me about it. I guess last night when I went to bed, I was looking at Instagram. We should never do that. And I was seeing everybody's performing this weekend. Everything opened up today or yesterday. Everything opened up, so everybody's performing. All these people that suck, you know, are performing, and they're just getting angry. And I'm like, oh, these people are back, the bad comics, you know, and I'm just getting angry. Maybe I can consider myself in that. No, no, no. Come on. I'm better than that. I opened for Jim Gaffigan and Sarah. So come on. I'm great. I'm not great. You know what I'm saying? Um, But, you know, I just I'm just like, how are these people? They're performing. They're having shows that, you know, they're so good with the social media. And I don't know. I'm just again, I'm just getting that left out feeling. But, you know, I don't have anywhere. Why don't I have anywhere to perform? I don't have anything scheduled. However, I do have something scheduled, but it's a virtual show this Thursday, April 8th. Two days from today, being Tuesday, April 6th, when the show technically comes out, unless you're a Patreon subscriber, hello. And thank you again. I am doing Marina Franklin's, she's calling it, Marina Franklin's last virtual show. She doesn't know if it's going to be her last, but that's the hilarious part of it. I will be, Marina and I made up, you know how upset I was for a while, so we had a long talk, we made up, she goes, do you want to do my show on Thursday? I said, I'd love to. So I'm doing her show. You can buy tickets at her website. I think they're five bucks. So you get to see uh, me and the great Marina Franklin, who is great. And you know I love her comedy. No matter, again, whether I'm not talking to somebody or not, I'm not, you know, ever denouncing. So, you know, me and tell have had epic fights that I've told you about. And there's no denying he is a genius. So that would never be the case. I'm like, you know, I never found Marina actually funny. That is never the case. She's brilliant and great and cool. And so I am doing her virtual show on Thursday. I think it's at 8 o'clock, but it could be at 8.30. And so, uh, good, I already told my mother, can't go out there, I got a show. Uh, I I could go to my mother, but you know, I'm crazy, so I I don't know. And now, quite frankly, after what happened yesterday, I didn't really want to see her. I go down there yesterday before I go to the the mall, and I'm like, yeah, I got to change the dates to Friday. She goes, I got nothing going on, nothing going on. I'm on the New Jersey Turnpike. What is this, a Bruce Springsteen song? Hello. <laughs> is this on? Let me just tap the mic for a second. I'm joking, of course. I'm going down the turnpike. I get a call from my mother, and I say, you know what? These call. It's just like I got a call from Lenny Marcus before this past Tuesday show at 6.30. I'm like, that, that, I, you know what? Why am I even going to pick up this phone? It cannot be good news. I never want to hear from anybody before a show. I don't want to see a text. I don't want to see it because you know it's only bad news. 
so my mother goes, yeah, I got to drive uh, Judy or somebody to uh, the, this uh, appointment, this doctor's appointment. And I'm like, what? I'm on my way down. She's like, yeah, yeah, I'll be back. And I'm like, well, I have limited time today. You know, normally it doesn't matter, but it's still like, you know, like you come down, I have nothing to do. And, you know, she's just, and I'm like, I don't understand why couldn't this uh, been taken care of? She goes, oh, she forgot. I'm like, isn't that rude if she's asking you to drive her somewhere, but she forgot? Like, why aren't you saying, can't do it today? My kids are coming down today. <laughs> we just can't figure that part out if you're so excited. And again, if she was honest and she'd be like, look, she doesn't have anybody and I just feel responsible. Maybe you could come with me. You know, if she was just more honest, we probably wouldn't care, but... It's all like the deceivery and the deception and the lying in a way or just being secretive. And so she goes and she, when I get home, she's actually back already because I thought she was going to be. She said, she goes, eh, I just dropped her off. I came home. They said she was going to be 45 minutes. And I'm like, well, what is so was she taking a cab back? She goes, no, no, I got to go get her. And I'm like, well, I, you know, when are we going? I mean, I don't even care if we go to the diner or anything because it was Passover. So if she doesn't want to go, I, I get it. But. I, again, I had limited time this one particular day, and then she's going to go back and pick up this woman. It's so insane. I called Beth. I'm like, you're not going to believe this. I, it's just so annoying in the sense, again, of just like, oh, I don't Why are you coming down? And then she has other plans. Like last time when I was there, when she kicked me out of the house because she, she was like, yeah, now I got to get going. And I'm like, what? I thought we talked for a while. Now nah, I got to go. I'll see you later. We don't care. I don't know. And then now I've made this awful part. She goes, I, I don't like cooking anymore. It really takes a lot out of me. I cooked, I served, I had people over. And I'm like, then stop having people. Stop cooking. What do you want me to tell you? And then I offered that I would, since I'm cooking all the time for myself, I'll, like, I'll tell you what, every couple of weeks, I'll bring some food over so you have it for the week. And then Beth goes, no, don't do that. Then let's move around and let's move her into assisted living or something. I'm like, yeah, maybe that'll be better. I don't know. Now I got to cook for her. I mean, I really can't stand her. And then, but yet I, I, I you know, listen, Jewish boys and their mothers, it's a very complicated... You've seen uh, The Big Bang Theory. <laughs> you know how it is. Or any other movie ever made. So, whatever. Anyway, what was the point of the goddamn story? I don't even know. Something about the mall and everything. I don't, I don't know where I was or how I got into that, but I'm sure it was a tangent that doesn't need to be finished. But... The point is, yesterday, so we went, uh, we, 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 you know, I had the, the mall thing, and we're going to do these shows, and I'll let you know more about it. it was, we were talking about Marina Franklin, that's what it was, and how I'm going to be on this show on April 8th, and I couldn't go to my mother. That's why, look, I figured it out. Uh, so, big deal. There was no reason to go back to anything. April 8th, uh, Thursday, if you want to watch uh, me do comedy on uh, the virtually, you can spend the $5 and watch the show. I don't know who else. There's some other jamaican girl on or something and we're doing some youtube promotion uh today after i finish this i get a lot of very busy zoom schedule today so that is the story with that and i don't know hopefully i'll have some sort of other i'll have regular shows going on even though i just don't care and i hope everybody just dies of the virus yeah i'm in that head today right i mean it's awful i know just getting angry about stuff, and I got to relax, and I'm being old man angry. And the fact of the matter is, I can't really ever say for me that I'm old man angry because I've been this angry since I was a little kid. So just the age is just the, the, the appropriateness is now catching up with me, but I've been angry forever. Yesterday, when I was at, after I left this woman, you know, we had a couple of drinks again, went to this place, it was nice. And then I went, you know, I walked out, and it was freezing yesterday. I picked the one day to go outside. It was goddamn 32 degrees. It's 32 degrees right now. When I had to get Dunkin' Donuts, I'm like, you got to be kidding me. You got to be shitting me. I, I never say something like that. <laughs> I can't stand people that say that. So I went to Barnes & Noble because I love looking around Barnes & Noble. I just sat in there for like an hour just looking around because I just finished that stupid Harry Potter picture book, even though it's the full version of The Prisoner of Azkaban. I was like really enjoying it. I got into it. I was like, oh, I, I want to read the book today instead of putting it on the TV. It was very exciting. And then I was like, well, let's get another book. Maybe we can get an adult book. And so I went to the, the Barnes & Noble. I'm like, I don't even know what to look for. I don't know what I'm interested in. But I thought reading would be good. And I was looking around and I looked online for like what's popular. And I saw this book called The Code Breaker. But apparently it's like a, it's, it's a true story. I, I think I would stick with fiction for now, maybe. So I don't know. I was just going around. What would I like? What would I like? Something 
I, I really don't know. Is this something that I could maybe take a stab at reading? Can you imagine that I would turn off the TV and I'm like, well, let's try this. And then for some reason I thought of it. I was going around. They didn't have it, but I thought, I think what I'm going to get is I'm going to read A Clockwork Orange. I don't know why. It came to my head. I think it was something I had thought about recently. I like reading books of movies I've seen, I guess, at least for starters, until I can get into a space where I can actually, you know, read something adult. (laughs) It's tough trying to become a reader, I think, you know, for people that don't read. Um, but I, I don't know, you know, I just thought that would be something I could maybe start with and, and see where that leads us. And if I can actually read a book without pictures in it, boy, that'd be something else, huh? Really, I think the only book I read besides Harry Potter was the, the Da Vinci Code. And that was before the movie came out. That's why I was so excited about the movie. And that's the other thing. I would like to read books that before the movies come out because it's kind of exciting to read the book before and then see the movie. So I could be like everybody else. Geez, it wasn't like the book. No, it wasn't. And that's why it was great seeing Casino Royale, the James Bond, the Daniel Craig first one, because I had read that book when I was young, and I, I told you this before. I was with my friend Lawrence in the theater. I'm like, oh, my God, there's, there's a scene for the book. I never thought they'd be able to recreate this. And then you feel like a million bucks. Look at me. I, I remember stuff from reading. And that's a lifetime of getting high. In your face, pot. The Mets haven't been able to play all weekend. It was opening day Thursday, and it was beautiful. Yankees lost. Oh, <laughs> I know some of you hate that, but I got to tell you, and I'm telling you, why do I hate the Yankees? Let's look at the facts. I don't give a shit about their organization, whatever, right? But I listen to the goddamn sports station. They lose one game. There's an uproar. It's over. How could you like an organization like that? They've done nothing but win their entire existence. One game. They're like, we're we're through. Our worst fears are revealed. Aaron Judge is awful. I mean, this, you got to be kidding me. Why do I keep listening to this station? What's the matter with me? When I saw it, I'm like, good. Although it does make for great radio. You know, it's exciting. But we all know the Yankees are going to make the playoffs. It's just a matter of whether they make the World Series. Nobody even cares. Why do they even have them playing the, the regular season? So that's what makes it so annoying, you know, especially when you're a Mets fan. You're just like, oh, grow up and take your almost 30 championships and shut the fuck up <laughs> and, and we'll be happy with our two. It's all, of course, jealousy and stuff, but uh, I, I just, I, you know, I like the underdogs. And, the, you know, now the, the Jets, uh, you know, because... <laughs> Because of this, 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 this Sean Watson, we're so all in. Let's get this guy from Houston. He's misery. He's going to be great. He's going to change the franchise around. Then it turns up he's up. There's like 18 counts of sexual harassment or worse than that, that name harassment, like something worse for this guy. And then it's all like, oh, uh, uh, we're out, we're out, we're out. Thank God, because normally the Jets would probably pick him up like they did with that idiot Michael Vick who kills dogs, who shoots dogs in the head. They fuck, Hey, let's get this guy. He's okay. Stupid Jets, they're the worst organization. Meanwhile, they're picking this new guy. His name's Zach something or other. And I was like, yes, yes, I like this guy. This is a good choice. He's from BYU, the Catholic school. But I love it. I love it. And Steve Young is angry. Steve Young, the legendary quarterback for San Francisco 49ers, wants the 49ers. They moved up to the third pick. He wants them to pick him. And he's like, damn it, the Jets are in my way. Now, I feel bad for this guy from BYU because, of course, he's going to end up in the shitter just like any other quarterback that they've ever picked. So I feel bad for him, but uh, maybe maybe this year will be the difference. Maybe COVID wiped out all the bad stuff. We have a good coach. We got a good quarterback. Come on, let's put it together. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. So that's exciting. And the NFL is moving to 17 games. For those of you who hate football, if you hate football as much as I hate the Yankees, you're like, if you're – a man or a woman who's just like, oh, football, it's so annoying. It's on every week. You know, <laughs> baseball is even more annoying. It's on every day. But they just expanded the schedule to an extra game. Woo! And they moved the Super Bowl to the second week in February. Not that I think it's now February 13th will be the Super Bowl in 2022. They are heading 
further and further into that Washington's Day weekend, which is what they've always wanted to do. So that makes Sunday Super Bowl a holiday because everybody wouldn't have to go to work the next day, which is what they've been trying to push it to for a long, long time. So now there will be an extra game. There will be no 8-8 eight and eight records. That ought to be quite interesting. I kind of like the evenness about it, but, you know, for me, who gives a shit? <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Extra games. Dave Jeskow's very happy. Dave Jeskow's wallet is not happy. But what are you going to do? Oh, here, I have the guy's name right here, actually, from the uh, Jets. Zach Wilson, another good-looking white guy from BYU, like Steve Young. Also... There is a new documentary on FX that came out yesterday, uh, or we would say April 1st, which makes sense. I see. Now that I see why they put Or no, I think they put it out April 2nd. Well, that's stupid. They put out a comedy documentary, a female-driven comedy documentary called Hysterical, about funny women in comedy and their stories. <laughs> Look at me making fun. <laughs> I'm such a chauvinistic thing. And their stories. Um called hysterical but right it came out yesterday friday taping this on saturday april 2nd which they should have put it out on april 1st but i guess they wanted to put it out on friday night but it would have made a lot of sense to put out april first right duh but anyway it came out yesterday i guess i'm in it because i've heard from several people including jeff ross i think we're both in it i'm in it i'm at the table with marina where you know i'm doing the bit <laughs> I, I think i remember filming it i remember when they were filming it she said something like you know, I have cancer, and then I, you know, I can't help myself. I'm like, you have cancer? I remember, of course, I, you know, this is after. I mean, the reason why it was funny for us is because I went to every one of Marina's appointments with her for, you know, cancer and getting her treatments and everything. So what's funnier than Dave just got pretending he had no idea she had cancer when I've been with her and helping her through it the whole way. Now that is, now that's comedy. I mean, listen, hysterical people, what you want to get if you really want to do a documentary of comedy, you follow me around because that's hilarious. Like, why would he say something like that? He's been, he knows she has cancer. He's like, because that's the kind of man Jesse James was. Now I'm doing Brady Bunch slides. What the fuck is the matter? My brain is all over the place. And speaking of which, I guess we're speaking of it, last uh, Tuesday on the Comedy Cellar show, if you watched it, you were lucky and you heard this great artist that we've just become friends called Leslie Mendelson. This was her playing on my show. I feel very privileged. To you guys, you know, for keeping that going. So I'm just, I'm a big comedy fan. But anyway, I'm not funny at all. And I'm going to just sing a song that's not funny. This is called The Hardest Part. who believe in the things we cannot see May God provide you everything you need Good or bad, right or wrong and nothing in between Where the end is there to justify the means I just let it play a little bit. I mean, I really could have played the whole thing. I was just sitting there actually watching it and enjoying it a little bit. And I like when she, again, I, yeah, because she's just playing that on her own. I, I, I love when guitar players can play the guitar part, the rhythm and the bass 
at the same time. So talented, great singing voice, and she writes really, uh, you know, I told you, like Nora Jones-esque songs. I mean, if that's what you're looking for. And what I did on the show on Tuesday was I compared it to the scene in Face Off where they put out, Nicolas Cage puts headphones on the little boy with When You Wish Upon a Star. No, 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 no. It's Somewhere Over the Rainbow, Judy Garland, but not Somewhere Judy Garland. And they're having a big shootout in the thing, but the kid's listening in the headphones because I remember I was put I put on her music when I was in Penn Station. I'm like, I got to relax. And then I, I was showing that. And then I put Colin's song on so he wouldn't feel bad. And then I put Lenny Marcus's album on with that scene too. If you uh, Check it out. Watch Comedy Cellar Nightly last week. Meanwhile, this week, we got a great show for you. A great show for you. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm bringing it. I'm bringing it. It's very exciting. This week, we have Fred Stoller on. And Fred Stoller has been on every show ever created and written Seinfeld episodes, uh, which I will explain more next week. And then we're going to have him on as a podcast guest. But, I mean, you know, here's him in Seinfeld. Oh, that's pretty good. Hey, Jerry. Hey, Hey, Fred. Foot fell asleep. You're lucky. At least you got something to do. And that wasn't his only, I mean, that's the only line I, it, you know, it's hard to find some clips, but it's like, uh, that. you know, he had much, much more. He ends up dating Elaine, which is exciting. Elaine had 29 boyfriends. He's one of them. Him and, uh, I don't know, Keith Hernandez? So that's pretty good. He's going to be a great guest. He's been in everything, and he's been a comic for years, and we used to write together. And, and Rachel Feinstein. I mean, what a show. I mean, is that, come on, folks. The week after, I got Jeff Ross again and uh, Eddie Ift, who's a comic with another new album out. And the week after that, I have one of Colin's musical friends. You know, I'm trying to do a music show every month, so I have one of his friends that's going to play a little something, and we'll get another comic on, and we'll have a good time. We will continue to have a good time. And then I'm thinking, maybe after Memorial Day, maybe I'll take a break until the fall. I cannot decide. I love doing the show. But it does take a lot of effort and time, and I don't know. I guess I'll see if there's other stuff going on. I mean, really, there's no reason not to do the show. I'm just, like I said, I'm just afraid there's going to be a lot of cancellations that people have stuff to do, and I don't know whether it pays to do something at 7 o'clock on a Tuesday during the summer. So I'll make a decision, but it seems like the seller doesn't care, and they don't mind paying for the producer, so excellent, excellent. Oh, that will be splendid. That will be smashing, absolutely smashing. So very exciting stuff. Meanwhile, remember uh, two weeks ago or and even three weeks ago, I played, as uh, some of uh, you guys know, the Family Affair episode where that Sterling Holloway, that's his name, comes down as a window washer. And now that you've seen it, if, and I, I'm going to release that video uh, next week on YouTube if you're not Patreon subscribed. But if you're a Patreon subscriber, you should see it. It's really funny. And now you can see how creepy it is where the window washer opens your windows without prompting you to... Oh, come on in. He just opens them. Hi, kids. So yesterday, uh, there were window watchers at my house again while I'm just sitting there. <laughs> just, just do that slow look while they're looking at me in my underwear watching TV and thank God I'm not doing anything weird. <laughs> like, and I'm like, uh, you're waving like a like in the Superman movie when Superman's first night and he, he, he the engine falls, so he's holding the plane up and the pilot's waving out the window Then he looks at his hand. Who am I waving to? <laughs> it was like that. So it's a real thing. So I can't even imagine these three guys on the window thing just opening up the window. Hey, what's happening, buddy? How you doing? You got anything to eat in there? And then I always think about this scene from Poltergeist. My God, I do the line all the time. Jesus, I I wonder if I could find, you know, that's a a deep dive because it's such a, (laughs) any idiot that would put that scene up on on the internet would be be an idiot, you know, because nobody would like the scene. It's early on in the movie where things haven't gotten going yet, and Joe Beth Williams is, I guess she's cooking in the kitchen, and one of the people that's doing construction in her house is, um, he goes to the window, and he's having the coffee, and he's eating some of the sauce out of the thing, and and he just goes, great coffee, Mrs. Such and Such, and I, I say this all the time whenever I have coffee, to myself, in my kitchen, great coffee, Mrs. whatever her name is, I gotta, I gotta find out what her name is, it's, it's so simple. And then she goes, all right, Pluto. whose name is Bluto and then she closes the uh, shades on him all right Bluto get out of here 
Like, she's really kind. The guy just put his mouth on their family sauce. I would be like, I, you know what? Get the hell out of my house. I guess that's why I remember it so well. I'm like, I'd be furious if one of these guys, I mean, nowadays, forget about it. But I don't know. Maybe in 1981, everybody's a little more chill, which they were. They definitely were. Man, everything was chill in the 80s. What's up? Yo, the 80s were awesome. We've been talking about more about that next week. But yeah, it was uh, funny that these uh, guys went. Anyway, on Wednesday, I went to I went to, I went to the, my bar. I hung out. I had a couple of drinks. And then I went out for dinner. I went to this Chinese restaurant downtown with Memo. And he, you know, when he gets drunk, he's bad news. Not like, not like uh, I remember who, oh, like Olga. Uh, who's not bad news, you know, just, just, you know, whatever. Again, if the night's over, who cares? I just don't like the spilling and stuff. That's no, that's okay. But um, Memo is just loud. And when I'm in a restaurant, I, I don't, I'm not loud. I don't think anybody's ever said I'm loud. But him, my brother-in-law, when they get drunk, they're loud. And again, at the house, who cares? But at the restaurant, I like privacy, and I don't like people to know my business. Memo's like, so what are you saying? That the Oscars are like, oh, whatever he's saying and, and stuff is just really frustrating. Because I said, can you, just, can you just relax a little bit? But it, it, he can't hear himself, I guess. So, yeah, he just you can't have a conversation with him when he's drunk or whatever. Where, I, again, I think... I think you can with me. People always tell me I'm just the same as when I'm sober, even though I think I've been acting weird. They're like, what are you talking about? I didn't even know you were drunk. So I guess that's a good thing. Meanwhile, I just, I don't even think I can, you know, obviously I can't handle the, well, I better get ready because let me tell you what Florida is going to be, a drink fest. I mean, technically that's my spring break. We're vaccinated. We've been in, we're all going out. We're going out for dinner and Titties McFun is going to be there. Who's Titties McFun? The exact example of who I'm talking about. This is a this is Katie's sister-in-law, and we've, you know, in the past, and that was that day, and I know I've told it on the podcast, the classic day where she's like, Jessica, can you take, Kayla's coming to New York, can you take her out? And, uh, you know, just, uh, you know, she's okay now. She's uh, not drinking, she's got a boyfriend. I'm like, okay, and then... And then the exact opposite thing happened. Like, I met her. I met her for lunch, and she was completely sober. We had a good time. We agreed to meet later on because sometimes I can't handle her, you know, because she's such a, you know, ah, there's a lot to handle. And and I've told you all these stories of you know back you know three four years where I remember right we were in uh, Florida or we were yeah yeah we were I was in Florida and I took her home. But Katie's like, hey, here's her. Here's her ID. Here's her keys to her car. Here's you know, here's all this. But what she didn't tell me was that listen, don't listen to Kayla with directions. By the way, when she's drunk, because I told her the next day, she said, "Oh yeah, I forgot to tell you that." <laughs> she took us in this complete different direction from where her car was parked, and she's like, "Oh, I forgot that one thing." Because she was so diligent to hand me the keys and the license and all that stuff, so I could take her home safely. And classic story, but. Yeah, that time when she came to New York and she just got her hair. So we met that night. She got her hair blown out at that dry bar place. And I guess they offer champagne, just like in the movie. I know we just talked about this maybe a year ago, like that movie Blind Date. We were definitely talking about it. She had one sip of champagne and, oh, my God, it was over. You know, by by the second drink, she's like, they had to pretty much lift her to the Marriott hotel where she was staying. And then, you know, other nonsense happened. And it's, and then I found out that next day she, uh, <laughs> Kate Kobe, she goes, Hey, can, can you, um, pick her up at the hospital? I'm like, why is she in the hospital? Like, Oh, they, she was drunk and they wouldn't let her on the plane. And I'm like, no, I'm not picking her up. But anyway, she's going to be there <laughs> this week, her and her mother. And if you remember correctly on that story, I was, they asked me to be her mom's date to Katie's wedding and her mother got so drunk and was so angry at me that I was Jewish and uh, I guess I guess didn't want to fool around <laughs> she got drunk and fell in the pool and I'm like oh my god Katie Katie's uh, mother-in-law fell in the pool and I'm like uh yeah that's my date so I mean folks if that's not going to be a fun podcast from 2 weeks from now I know we're all older and everything but I don't think these people have changed I mean, there's got to be some stories. 
And if I don't come back from stories, then I'm just doing something wrong with my life. So even though we're all like 100, it still should be entertaining. I guess we'll see. I mean, she's got kids now and everything, so there's also that involvement. But, you know, I don't know. It should be entertaining, right? That's the whole thing. I gotta, The reason I'm going is because I heard on Thanksgiving there was this big blowout because, you know, her sister-in-law got drunk and she was saying all this stuff that she shouldn't have taken when they were screaming at each other. And I'm like, oh, I can't wait to be there in that situation. As long as nobody's yelling at me, it's the best day ever. And I can just report back. To the podcast. So that's my big plan. I guess, yeah, we recorded after I went to, uh, with my, you know, my sister had the Seder on uh, the Sunday, last Sunday. Yeah, this was a week. I mean, it's still Passover as I'm recording this, but when it comes out, it won't be anymore. And we had the big Seder. Where I made the matzo lasagna. The veal and peppers came out okay. Everybody seemed to like them. My mother took it home for the rest of the week, so I did a good job. Remember, I wasn't, Sure. The matzo lasagna, I felt, I think I mixed up the recipe with the sauce, so I needed more sauce, but everybody seemed to like it. But I wasn't getting the, oh my God, this is amazing, Uncle David. I Really, I could tell. Everybody liked it, but it just, it wasn't my best venture. And uh, we had a good time, and then Billy's girlfriend came over. It was really funny. He's got a girlfriend, and she is, it's my sister, we talk, it is hilarious. She's completely my type. It's, it's like a joke. You know, you know, not, you know, she's very, very pretty. You know what? I don't want to say anything because uh, <laughs> I know they listen sometimes to the car, but she was great. She was great, right? So I have this thing where I've told you before where, you know, I get lottery tickets for all the kids. And uh, that's what we do. You know, my Aunt Judy started that tradition. So for Hanukkah, Passover, and, you know, you, so when you find the Afi Coleman, you get the big lottery ticket, you know, the $20 one. And uh, Liza's friend Lindsay, who gave me the big stock market tip, gave me the uh, – she got the $20 one and ended up winning $20. So this time I decided I was going to pay everybody that won because my Aunt Judy always did that. But I always took them back and got more, and nobody seemed to care. But I'm like, oh, I guess that's no fun, so I'll Venmo everybody. So Dory won like three bucks, and I'm like, well, I can't just Venmo my niece three bucks. I mean, I know I don't have any money, but I can't just Venmo my niece 50 bucks. So I gave her 50 bucks or three bucks. So I gave her 50 bucks, and I'm like, nah, whatever. And then, you know, I was like, well, if I give her 50 bucks, I should probably give Billy 50 bucks. So I gave everybody 50 bucks. I can't, you know, my sister made a huge mistake by having three kids. But what am I going to be that uncle that doesn't give out any money? That's what I'm going to be known as years from now? I'd rather be broken, poor, and destitute than be known as the uncle. Our uncle never gave us any money. Fuck that shit. I want to be known as the uncle that wins at the track. And then we always got money whenever my uncle would win at the track. That's what I want to be known as. I refuse to be known as the poor unemployment uncle. It is worth getting kicked out of my apartment to pay those kids two or three times a year with no money and to be known as the complete douchebag that just never gave him. That's what you're supposed to do with your nieces and nephews, right? You buy them stuff. We already have the worst grandmother. I don't want to be the worst uncle. So I did it. Meanwhile, I keep saying meanwhile, but, it, they're, they're, you know, meanwhile, back at the ranch. <laughs> Again, is this not working? I'm not hearing the laughs. I have banned Billy from lottery tickets because he is a moron. I think I've told you this already. He's just an idiot. I can't, I can't describe it when it comes to lottery tickets. And, and I've said it to his face. It's not like I'm telling you if he was listening and he was driving in the car with my sister right now, he'd be like, yeah, he does call me a moron when it comes to tickets. And he knows I'm a moron about stuff, too. But he's a moron when it comes to lottery tickets, right? So I'm a moron when it comes to math, you know, or whatever. And so he just doesn't know how to scratch it. He scratches it up, and he always can't add properly whatever. And he, and he leaves it, and I go into the pile. And I'm like, Billy, this is a goddamn winner. So I told him he was banned. And then he started to cry, and he was so upset. And it was, I'm like, what's the matter with you? You're banned because you're an idiot. Like, if you said, no, I can do it different, and then he doesn't. Do, I mean, what do you want me to do, right? We've already said this. So I found these foolproof billy proof lottery tickets here in the city it's a ski, what, what, what's it called the the the, the what can i remember the the amusement park ski ball uh no it's not ski what's the matter with me the wooden balls that you throw and you get 50 points 40 points i i, I i'm an idiot i can't ski ball no no 
I don't, I'm, I'm getting it where you know what I'm talking about. It's the one you see at the amusement park down the shore, and you, you toss the wooden bowling ball up, but it, I can't think of it. Anyway, that's the game. And the thing, so you have to add up the number. So if you scratch off uh, 13, and 13 happens to be on the 40 points ball, you get 40 points, and you have to get to at least 150. But on the left-hand side, they have the easy, like, well, here's the number. If you don't want to do the work, they just have a thing. You scratch it off. It's funny. I'm making the scratch-off movements that you can't see. And then you'll find out how much it is. So it's a Billy-proof system. All he has to do is scratch that. If it's under 100, over 150, we win. Because he was having trouble adding it up. And then I told him about the thing, and he got it wrong every time, just like I do. I do, too. That's why it's great for me. But it's perfect for him. Then I can make him play, and he doesn't have to be banned. So then I was making fun of him doing that to his girlfriend who came uh, later on to the Seder. I, gave, I didn't know she was coming, so I, I, had, I gave her, uh, I think, Beth's lottery tickets I had rated for her, and she didn't care. But apparently she's an idiot with them, too. We thought she would be smarter, but she can't figure it out either. They're perfect for each other. It was so funny. She's obviously very bright. She goes to Elon University, which I hate, which, of course, I call Elon Altman University. But I hate that university because I always hated their basketball team. So it's in North Carolina. But uh, so I don't know whether that means she's smart or not, but she seems smart. <laughs> she comes over. She has a nice demeanor about her and she seems smart. She really likes Billy. But when it comes to lottery tickets, she's a goddamn moron. <laughs> so the only one I can trust is Dory. I never have to relook at her tickets with Liza and her friend. I got to keep looking. I'm like, are you sure you did this right? It's funny that they're – I mean, I, I don't know. If it, listen, if they didn't want to do it, I wouldn't bring it anymore. But they seem to like it. But for me, you know, it's funny. When I win, I, like, scratch it off. I make sure it's nice and clean. I scratch off the thing. And, I, and I've been buying them nonstop. Every time I go to Jersey, I cash in my tickets to get new ones. And I now I've been putting them up in the fridge. So it's almost like my arcade games in the back. I just put the lottery tickets and the scratch-offs on my – on my refrigerator when I'm in the mood and bored and I'm not, I don't want TV and I don't want this or that. I'm like walking around like an old man, just like, well, should I go to bed? I don't know what I'm doing. I scratch off a couple of lottery tickets, have some fun. It, uh, I guess it, uh, you know, fixes my gambling problem since I can't gamble when I'm in New York. Of course I put some bets on yesterday. There's a whole other story. Also, this week, I just did this new stereo app, it's called, with Jeff Ross. It's called Stereo. I mean, it's like if we're not going back further in time, it's so funny. It's the brand new thing, the stereo app. Now, everybody's getting on that. What is it, you ask? Exactly. It's an app, and you are just talking on the phone. And so Jeff and I were just having a phone conversation. I was walking around as if I'm talking on the phone. There's no video. There's no nothing. You have to see two people, and our avatar is just chatting. I don't even think our mouths move, and we're just talking about anything. But what you can do is while it's live, you can interact. You can leave a message, like a 30-second message, and Jeff can play it while he's chatting on the stereo app. So that's the difference. So you can kind of interact. It's like taking phone calls. It's like the uh, the Just Gow 642. I mean, technically, it's not a horrible way for me to, again, interact with the fans instead of doing the uh, Just Gow. Now I can't remember the, the phone number we used to have. So maybe if I uh, say I'm going to be on the stereo app and, you know, just have a guess, I guess we can use it. But I'm not making – I mean, who cares? I'm just saying it's just kind of funny. We keep going backwards. You know, like with texting, which is just so funny. You know, we invented this phone system, and then people can actually talk to each other through video, something we couldn't even imagine when we were kids. And then texting and podcasts became popular. What the fuck? So you're saying more like the the, the writing became popular, and then listening became popular, even though we have television and movies. I mean, it's just, it's weird that we keep going back further Instead of forward, it's very strange. But we did it on uh, Monday and had a really good time. We're just talking about the Oscars. I'm going to talk about that next week because I'm really I hate them. And we had a good time. We talked for an hour, and the people on it were very nice. We had a lot of listeners, probably like uh, 200 to 400 listeners, and people just calling in, and they were very polite. I said, "Boy, your listeners are really polite." He goes, "Yeah, it's like the nice version of Twitter or Instagram. You know, only nice people." So that was kind of cool. Yeah, it was weird. It didn't have the trolls that normally you get on something like that. So I guess that's why. And Jeff said he's, you know, he does it every day now because I think they're paying him to do it. So it's a way. He said it's a way to make money. I don't know how. 
as you know, I don't know how to make money in comedy pretty much anymore for anything. I really have no idea what the hell I'm going to do. Comes back to that. So I'm going to tell you one last thing and then we'll uh, call it a day because, uh, yeah, I got a lot to do today. Come on, folks. I got stuff uh, going on. And when I say stuff going on, really nothing. But uh, I, just, I was watching, the, I finally finished the Justice League and uh, it's it's not a spoiler alert. They bring Superman back from the dead. I forgot. He must have. I don't remember when he died. I just remember the comic was, you know, it's like, it's Batman, Superman, everybody's dying. <clears throat> so stupid. It's like, you know, every Flash episode, he loses his powers. That's why I stopped watching. I'm done. Uh, so they bring Superman, they bring Superman back to life. And, you know, he doesn't know where he is, so he's challenging everybody at first. And then he sees Lois. It was Amy Adams. And oh, what a waste she was in. And she's terrific, you know, but stupid movie. Um, I didn't hate the movie, by the way, the four and a half, the four hour and two minute version. Uh, I guess watching it in pieces made it completely watchable. But he comes back to life. He's dead. He's been dead for like, I don't know, a year. I, I don't know how much it is in the movie. It comes back to life. And then he the only time he stops you know, beating everybody up and hitting them with their laser vision is when he sees Lois and he lifts her up in the air and he brings her back to Smallville and seems to remember everything. And he's looking out the window. This is the same day that he just, you know, because uh, he's not wearing a shirt still because she gives him a shirt to wear. So it's definitely, you know, an hour after he just got woken up from the dead for being dead for a year. There's already a monument there and stuff that, you know, whatever. And then they kiss. And I'm like... I don't care whether he's Superman or not, but his breath has to be just pure evil. I know he's Superman, but if you've been dead for a year and a half, I would think the first thing you should do before you kiss your wife would be having a lozenge or a mint. It was driving me crazy. <laughs> I couldn't stop thinking about it. And I guarantee... No one else did. <laughs> and of course, even if you're Zack Snyder, you, you can't even say, well, maybe you should brush your teeth before. I'm like, you mean as an actor? No, we should show Superman brushing his teeth. Well, wouldn't he have super breath that maybe is always minty fresh? I don't know. We've never talked about that. Well, he clearly doesn't smell. Maybe that's, maybe that's one of his powers. He always has minty fresh breath. The sun gives him minty fresh breath. I have to look at that or I can't live with myself. If Superman's breath isn't minty fresh, and that's not one of his superpowers, then boy, that's got when he got blows you over with wind, that's got to be gross. But it's not like he looks like he has bad breath all the time. But I'm saying, but he's been dead for a year. That's different, you know, maybe even longer. That's you got to figure some pretty bad fucking breath. Thank you. I'm here all week. <laughs> and that's what you want to end on? Well, that's what you want to leave the folks with? <laughs> well, and, and the best part, of course, is uh, just say, I don't know how I'm going to make a living in comedy. <laughs> yeah, we don't know either. You're awful. That's the way we're going today. Listen, folks, that is today's podcast. Today, April 6th, the Comedy Cellar Nightly Show with Fred Stoller and Rachel Feinstein. It's going to be great. And the launching of Billy Joel, A to Z. We're putting out four episodes today. That'd be 52nd Street and a bunch of others. A lot of great preparation I did today. Just telling you which ones were. Hopefully, they'll be to your liking and then you'll have something else to listen to every week we're going to put out at once every tuesday and thursday billy joel a to z podcast and thursday april 8th me and marina franklin and her jamaican friend whose name i couldn't possibly pronounce the virtual show if you go to marina's uh, or actually, you can go to my website, uh, com, and you'll see the where you can get tickets. $5 if you want in. It'll be a good time. 
And then uh, we'll see where that leads us. And uh, apparently May 14th and 15th, the, the, the Menlo Park Mall Comedy Show. I, I don't know. So next week, our show will be uh, a special show. I'm going to talk about the Oscars and talk about uh, some music stuff. And then the week after that, I will regale you, as we like to say, with our stories. Hopefully, there will be plenty of stories. I just can't imagine them. And let, let alone flying for the first time with a mask during COVID. So there should be plenty to say in two weeks. Otherwise, have a great week this week. And I'll see you next time. On the night fly. Good night, everybody. I want to sleep. I only want later one more time. Now I'm in my room watching the tube, telling myself she still may drop over to say she changed her mind.